When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. What is going on, Diesel Nation? We're excited to have you guys with us today on the Diesel Podcast. If you're watching this on YouTube and aren't subscribed, make sure and subscribe, turn on notifications, and like and comment. Let us know what you think of the episode. If there's a guest or topic that you'd like to have us cover, let us know. We're always checking comments there, and doing that helps these videos reach other diesel truck enthusiasts who are trying trying to find out the same stuff about their truck or a part or a build or just curious about learning more with trends and things that are going on in the industry. We, We appreciate all of you who have subscribed to the podcast recently and are helping our channel grow. On today's episode, I'm going to be chatting with Kenny from Gator Fasteners and talking about their head stud and fastener lineup. It's really cool when we see a product line that focuses on Cummins, Duramax, Power Stroke, and what they wanted to bring to the market. So you've probably heard of Gator, Fast- of Gator Fasteners. Today, we're going to go in-depth with Kenny, the, the founder, and learn more about the head studs themselves, their focus, what your ranges are covered, the different series they have. It's going to be a great time. I want to remind you guys that if you're in the market for a knife, our friends over at Kershaw Knives have a discount code just for you guys. Use diesel20 at kershaw.kiausa.com. It's a great way to save 20% off if you're in the market. they got a ton of choices to meet any budget if you need something for edc or outdoors hunting fishing anything like that so definitely take advantage of it all right let's get to today's podcast with kenny from gator fasteners and learning about their products kenny welcome to the diesel podcast i'm excited to chat with you today about a really cool product i know a lot of truck owners they need whether it's maintenance or they're doing a you know street build performance build and and that's head stud so it's going to be cool to chat with you about gator fasteners today and, and learn a little bit more yeah, thanks for having me. We're uh, super happy to be on the Diesel Podcast. Uh, get out here and uh, so some of your listeners can find out about us. There's a ton of questions I have, but I wanted to kind of start at the at the the beginning, so to speak, and and have you tell us a bit about how the company started. What were your your goals with it? Um, how did you you know put put all this together to be able to offer? you know, a, a set of fasters, which I'm sure it's really complex with materials and just getting everything put together. So I'm curious how it, how it all started. Yeah, definitely. So in 2017, we launched Gator Fasteners and it was, um, it seemed to really, the industry was almost a little stagnant as far as you have, sometimes when you get a one juggernaut of a brand that owns uh, a whole corner of the market, you don't really see a lot of innovation because they don't have a need to innovate. So we felt there was a little, some lacking in the market, especially on the diesel side of things. So that's kind of, um, we wanted to come in and create some competition to really get some momentum going forward. Because what happens when you get those juggernauts that come in, they're not re-innovating what they're offering to their consumers, the consumer loses out. Uh, we felt we could come in with a product that went toe to toe with the juggernaut in the industry. Uh, and then what we could do is we could back it up with customer support and other areas where they were lacking some in for, uh, lacking innovation um, and really come in and start grabbing some of that market share. And all in all, the consumer is going to end up with a, a better product, I think, from both companies uh, if they decide to start kind of stepping up and some things that we're trying to offer on our side. How did the process go with developing them and then doing, you know, testing, research and development and being able to 
grow it from, you know, 2017 into, you know, where you guys are now and, and the direction that you guys want to take it? Yeah, so we start with a very um, basically similar product of what you see currently in the industry. It starts as an 8740 uh, alloy uh, with some obviously a little bit of proprietary stuff that goes in there as well. But the material itself, raw materials can be very similar to what people are already used to working with. Uh, the threads are still cold rolled steel and everything in there. Uh, we worked with manufacturers um, on a lot of other projects and brands and stuff that we do. Uh, so we went, we worked with um, somebody that was already in the fastener side of things. Uh, work with them getting parts in. We did a very slow kind of a uh, grassroots launch of the brand. So a lot of people might not be familiar with us, even though we've been around for since 2017. But we worked with shops that we were already doing a lot of business with and slowly getting product in and getting a lot of out in the real world testing with our product. We didn't want to come to just with the tensile strength numbers or tensile strengths are all great. Numbers are fine on paper, but it's really about how that product performs out in the field. Uh, so we did a very soft launch, getting a product out there in the shops, letting do installs, getting that feedback from shops, making sure we were 100% confident in the line before we really started a hard push. And uh, we've been pushing pretty steady now um we are 100 confident in the product that we've got out there based off of all the great feedback we've had from shops uh and really been pushing it for just the last couple of years and running it out there i think that's something that a lot of enthusiasts they'll, they'll look at a couple of things is one kind of the technical specifications on it what it's made out of what do you torque them down to but then the other thing is um you know what are they pushed to or, or who's running it or um you know a shop is you know how many sets have you installed or uh, what, you know, what kind of race truck or performance application was it on? So I think it's it's really cool how you guys did that to be able to, you know, like me as a truck enthusiast, I, I sit back and go, okay, um, you know, they have the technical information I want and this place ran it and this place ran it and it's been out there on trucks for, for a while. Yeah, when it comes to fasteners, it's such an important part of the engine that uh, people obviously are cautious about using something they haven't heard of. They don't know who's running it and that sort of thing. So we wanted to make sure that we had that legwork side of things already ironed out. So when we come to the table and we talk in front of our customers and, and show them examples of what these uh, are holding up on and the trucks that people are using them with. One of the really cool parts of this, why I was, <clears throat> you know, one of a few reasons I was really excited to chat with you today is when I think of the diesel aftermarket industry, I can think of, you know, whether it's turbos, there's tons of turbo builders or transmissions, there's tons of transmission builders or tuners. But when I think of fasteners, there really hasn't been. And I know over the last couple of years with the supply chain and availability and stuff like that, sometimes, you know, if if somebody just worked with one brand, um, you know, they could maybe not install something or might have to hold off on a build. Or I think what's probably the most common is you have head gasket failure. <clears throat> and as a truck owner, shop owner, you're thinking, um, you know, you're going to tell your customer, hey, there's a, a better option um, after we, you know, fix the head gasket issue, deck the heads, do everything we got to do. Let's not just go back with a factory bolt. So I think what Gator Fasteners is doing is providing a, uh, a huge resource to truck owners and shop owners out there to be able to get something and uh, maybe not have to wait for quite the long lead times that may have, may have existed in the past with uh, that product. Yeah, I think that's one of the things that helps separate us from uh, the juggernaut in the industry is our our core values is in that diesel industry. I mean, we've got a couple of products that we'll have in that gas market 
but really our focus is the diesel industry. And I think that's a difference that a uh, company that we're our, that our big competition, they're a huge corporation, um, but they do most of their businesses in the gas market and aerospace and diesel is just something they offer. We, we are focusing what we do in the diesel industry. And I think that's one of the things that'll help us stand apart as we're focusing on making sure the inventory is there, uh, the product quality is there, and it's designed to do what diesel truck guys do, whether it's uh, their daily driver or pulling their trailers or they wanna make a sled truck or whatever. That's our focus and the guys that we're out there and and being in the market for. Well, it's it's so common to to need or want to have a set of aftermarket head studs, whether it's a Cummins, a Duramax, a Power Stroke, something older, newer in the middle. There's so many applications for it. And you know, through education, podcasts, other things, like I think people are, they know they need to do them. And, and depending on whether it's, um, you know, just addressing a factory issue with clamping force on the heads, or, you know, you're going to start running, you know, 50 PSI, 55, 60 higher, um, or just, you know, making a change to a truck, you need it. And so I think being able to get them, you know, is, is really important. I wanted to ask you about what you guys have now. Um, and whether it covers certain truck ranges, um, certain models or, or, you know, what is available. Um, you know, if I was listening to this, I'm like, Hey, I'm in the market. What should I have my shop ask for? Um, you know, to be able to get my truck up and running or, or just, you know, get the, the parts on it that I need. Yeah, we are still adding more and more part numbers as we go. The, the bulk of what we're doing right now is head studs, but we have expanded ends of doing some main studs and rod bolts and stuff. Uh, so like your Ford guys, we're currently going all the way back to the 7.3 IDI, all the way up to 6.7 power strokes. So everything kind of in that market um, and then, so your, your Dodge recovering all, obviously everybody's got to do 12 valve all the way up to the six, seven comments. And then one thing that we offer too on the 12 valve guys are doing their head stud instead of trying to send their, uh, rocker arm pedestals out to have a machine. We offer brand new rocker arm, uh, pedestals so they can buy all the parts, put it in. They don't have to worry about tearing an engine down, sending parts out or worrying about core charges and shipping and back and forth, all brand new parts to go in there. Uh, and then Duramax, we've got all the way from your 01 uh, up to the L5P trucks. Um, like I said, we're now starting to get more into doing some more main studs and uh, things as well. <clears throat> That's really cool because a lot of times when I'm doing a podcast about parts, um, somebody will be listening. And they're like, oh, I'm really excited. I, I love hearing about this. So they have it for my truck and they don't. They got to wait for it. So you guys have everything covered from an IDI to a 6.7 power stroke you know 12 valve coming six seven and, and uh you know lb7 to l5p so that's that's really cool that no matter what truck you have you guys have something for them absolutely now with oh and uh, we actually on your chevy we go back further than that we'll go back into the six two six fives as well uh some of those little niche markets those guys struggle to find parts especially oh, yeah. out of the big companies that are all about pumping numbers and that we can sell so many of this part number uh, a lot of those guys love the fact that we were able to come to the market with some of that older coverage as well. I've done some episodes with, uh, with the guys with a six, five that I know definitely would need head studs and he's kind of pushing the power. And that was the big thing that he mentioned is it's so hard to find parts for it. And, um, you know, he's having to modify things. So I, I'll definitely direct him towards this episode after, uh, after we're done with it. Um, you know, with the technical side of it, what, um, you know, what, what do they torque down to? Does it vary by application? <clears throat> Are there different series within, say, the Cummins line or the Duramax or Power Stroke? Or is it one particular headset based on the model engine? Because I think 
you know, people may be used to in the past, you know, there were a couple different series of head studs you could get and, and everything like that. So they might be curious, Hey, is there just one part number, one thing I look for, or are there several? Yeah. So torque specs will vary by engine. Uh, Cause there's definitely some variables in there with the clamping force needed for the head, especially when you get down into the number of studs per cylinder head. Like when you look at the number, like a six liter or six, four, where you don't really have enough head bolts there or studs as it is. Uh, so clamping force will be determined on application. But right now we run basically two different series. 99% um, of the consumers out there are heavy duty head studs are exactly what they're looking for. They're gonna work for whether it's your daily driver, your tow pig, whatever. But you do have that 1% of the market. Those guys like breaking things because they're gonna <laughs> give it everything they've got and they're that true uh, send it soul. <laughs> um, and so we, for those guys, uh, we have our competition series uh, to cover those guys up. So uh, the biggest difference is the clamping, the torque specs are gonna be higher on the competition series, uh, which is gonna give you more clamping force to keep those heads intact and sitting where they're supposed to be. Uh, other than that, there's obviously some material differences and stuff, but when it comes to consumer, the only thing you should be worried about is the fact they have more clamping force for those higher boost pressures, uh, cylinder combustion pressures and things going on. That's really cool. You guys have two different two different sets because I just think back a long time ago when I was in that market looking for something and there was you know maybe a couple sets I could get from one place and then the other, it was like I had to make a compromise and say, say well... They're not rated for what I need, but I can't get the other ones. And I kind of cross my fingers and hope that they hold. And so I think that's really cool that you have, you know, two sets. They've been tested. They're out there um, because a lot of guys, I mean, we know it's, it's easy to make power with some trucks. And, and uh, sometimes something starts off as a daily driver towing every now and then, and then they start to add, you know, a tuner and turbo and injectors and built transmission, and then they kind of need the other set. So it's cool that they um, have that option for both of them. Yeah, definitely. And a lot of it will come down to driving style because people come to me and be like, I'm kind of pushing the limits on uh, where I think I need to be into that competition series. And it's really comes down to the driver. I mean, we all have that friend who is able to just destroy a sledgehammer. Um, it doesn't matter what you've got in there. They're good at breaking stuff. Uh, and then we, uh, you also have that guy that can have a 2000 horsepower truck and doesn't ever break it. He drives it every day of the week just because he understands how to drive it without breaking it. Uh, so some of those variables will come down to the guy sitting between the steering wheel and the seat, um, what <laughs> level you're looking for. But like I said, 99% of the people out there are, are heavy duty at studs. We'll do everything they're looking for. We've got some trucks running compound turbos on those. Uh, and they're not even in the competition series and they're having just great luck with those and compound turbos, towing it, driving it every day and still not having any problems. I know this is, it might be kind of tough to answer based on you know, what kind of truck it is and how they're driving it. But when would somebody consider going from the heavy duty series to the competition series? Is it based around a power number, boost pressure, maybe a combination of a few different things? I would say a lot of it would be application what they're using the truck for. Uh, if they're using it to daily drive and they drive it like the daily driver and get on it from time to time, heavy duty is going to be perfectly fine. But if the guy's trying to make his UCC truck hold up, he's obviously going to need competition series. So somebody's out there that really dogs the heck out of that engine um, and just wants to see if it's going to hold after he uh, pulls a sled or whatever he's doing. Um, 
the competition series might be something to lean to. It's going to be more towards, I think, the use of the engine and less about the power. And everybody focuses on the power and the boost number. It's extremely important, but a lot of that comes down to the how quickly you're driving that truck and the way you drive it. Obviously, you're running triple turbos, things like that. We're going to say, all right, yeah, put some competition series in that truck. <laughs> Uh, and most compound guys, I would lean towards that. Uh, price difference isn't that dramatic with as much other stuff as you have going on with that engine. Uh, but like I said, those those trucks that are at that level, that's 1% of the market. Um, we get a lot of guys that'll come in and ask about competition series studs, and you'll find out they've uh, got an upgraded billet compressor wheel on their turbo and maybe some stage one injectors. We're like, look, you don't need to go competition series and you'll be perfectly set with our uh, our standard or our heavy duty head studs with one of the things i think about with either guys that i know friends that i have and when they work on their trucks they'll take it to a certain point and then they're like oh, i'm gonna have a shop do it but one of the things that i found a lot of them are comfortable doing is changing a turbo um you know doing injectors doing their injection pump and doing head studs so i think a lot of kind of the do-it-yourself guys they would do their own head studs. So when it comes to the installation of it, what are some, you know, some tips or some things that you guys like to see done on that end of it? If somebody's doing it, you know, at, at home, you know, in their garage, they're, you know, they've, they've tackled projects before, but this might be their first set of head studs that they're doing. Yeah. And we see that probably more often with the older trucks too, the guys willing to tackle it. It's either yeah. their 12 valve or they got an older seven, three or an LB seven. And they're, it's hit that second, third, fourth owner. That's when you start seeing those guys willing to really dive into that motor a little further. Um, there's two key things that I would like to hit on. Uh, one would be the torque wrench. Um, these guys that have um, used to have a torque wrench they bought at Harbor Freight or somewhere, it's just an inexpensive torque wrench. It does 90% of what you need is great. When you come down to doing fasteners and your head studs, Borrow your buddy if he's got a snap on or Matco or whatever. Use a name brand, a good quality torque wrench. I prefer a digital torque wrench when it comes to doing fasteners. Um, use digital. And the biggest thing on that too is making sure it's within calibration. If you're running a name brand torque wrench you got off of the local tool truck, those guys will typically recalibrate it for you at no cost. Uh, make sure it's calibrated. Uh, use a quality torque wrench so you know you're getting accurate numbers. You've got nice equal pressure across the entire cylinder head. Uh, then the next biggest thing that we've seen and we try to make sure people are aware, when you put the washer down before you put the nut on the stud, make sure that you don't get any lubrication between the washer and the cylinder head. Because uh, what will happen is if you get lubrication on both sides of that washer, it'll actually act like a ball bearing and become a mechanical advantage. So when you go to tighten up the nut on the top of the stud, now you have a mechanical advantage washer in there when you think you're hitting torque spec, you're actually over tightening the fastener and you can cause premature failure. And it's not just with our brand, that's actually any fastener you install out there. Uh, you gotta make sure that the, um, the surface between the bottom of the washer and the head is nice and dry. Uh, so that washer sits in place. The lubrication goes on the top of the washer and that way the nut, cause you want the nut to be able to spin freely on the washer, but you don't want the washer to also rotate because that's, you get that mechanical advantage effect going on. That makes a lot of sense. Now with with uh, <clears throat> installing them, getting them to that torque spec, do you need to 
when you're done, get the engine hot, check it. What's the process after they've gone through the, the, the torque sequence and then hitting the, the specification for their particular truck? Is there anything after that? There are some guys that like doing the hot reach pork and stuff. Personally, and uh, kind of where we're at, we don't think it's necessary. I'm not going to say it's wrong to do it. Those guys that are just set and that's the way they want to do it. I prefer not doing it. I think that once we go in there and if you do the torque sequence the way that we say to do it uh, and your torque wrench is on, on spec, there shouldn't be any reason to go back in there and do a hot retorque. Um, the only exceptions would be some of those competition trucks, things like that. But um, I would prefer that most people don't worry about doing a hot retorque. Just do it the right way. Take your time. The first go around and you should be good. I know part of our audience are, are definitely shop owners, and I know their questions are a little bit different. You know, they've been doing head studs, fasteners, building engines, doing stuff for years and years and years, and, and they know that side of it. But then um, they like to ask questions that they may have. So when they're looking to you know, get set up with you guys or be able to, you know, stock them and, and, and just be able to get them when, it, when a job comes along, how do you guys work with the shops that are out there? Um, or build relationships with them or be able to, you know, accommodate what they may need. Cause I, I think of some of them, they're always doing six liter jobs or they're always doing something where they would need them versus, you know, the other guys, it, it might be a, a little bit different business plan they have. So I think the needs may be different between shops and I'm curious how you guys work with them to meet their, meet their needs with, with getting parts. Yeah. So we have, um, quite a few distributors already throughout the us and canada that carry the product on the shelf so they might have a distributor that's already local so if they reach out we'll be able to get them in touch with a distributor that might be right at the road or the next state over they have it next day shipping anyways most of them probably already set up with some of those distributors uh, if they need to get set up direct because they're not working with somebody already we do have direct accounts as well um and then we do a lot too um because we've been in the industry long enough that we did a lot of work, even when it came to our packaging um, for those guys. So if you look, our competition, I can't tell you how many times I received the product and it was kind of in a, a cardboard bag as I would refer to it with a cellophane wrapper. Um, so we run a, a real high quality box. So when they get it, it displays well in their showroom. Uh, we do a few other things even like, if you look at our competition series compared to our heavy duty series, we change the color of the label. And what that does is so when it's sitting on the shelf in a warehouse or in a, a uh, showroom in a small shop or whatever, the sales guy or the warehouse guy picking it can quickly determine if something's in the wrong spot or if he grabbed the wrong set of fasteners. Uh, even our part numbers make it easy for those guys. Like you talk six liter, our head stud kit, really hard to determine the part number, but it's HSK60 for head stud kit 60. 6.4 would be HSK 6.4. So we tried to simplify everything. Our, our labels on the side, the title has the fitment within the title, nice, big, bulky. You're not going and looking for a part number, trying to remember a uh, seven digit long part number to make sure you grab the wrong one. We, I was all about making sure that we, it was as easy as possible from whether it was in a warehouse, the guy in the small brick and mortar shop that has it on his shelf, uh, he stocks a couple. He can quickly go over there. He can look at the part number and knows what it fits. Guys are in the industry. He doesn't have to try to memorize a number. We've got enough numbers going through our heads. Uh, the title says exactly what it fits and, and simplified the whole process for him. I really like that. I think back to my experience working in the industry and how complex it is from 
you know, talking on the phones to the mechanic who's installing parts to the person who's purchasing everything. And there's racks filled with tons of different things. And it can be so hard to expect you know, that mechanic to know exactly what that part number is or the receiving person, um, you know, and how many times it, it, you know, there might be a job or something. The mechanic's like, this isn't the right series or it's not for the right truck. And people get confused and everything. So I love how you guys put that together in a way that's simple and easy to identify whether you're ordering them, receiving them, putting them on a truck, talking about them, pricing them out. It seems really streamlined. Yeah. And a lot of that, the end consumer, that though, a lot of those things weren't for the end consumer, but that's that shop in between because the easier we can make it for everybody along the way, the more they're going to want to sell a product that is, we feel that we're the best in what we're offering. Uh, we'll focus on that diesel industry. We're making life easy for everybody because to be honest with you, the cost isn't that much more for us to have different color labels. It's a little extra legwork on our side, but why not? You know, let's take care of the people that want to sell our product or install our product. Uh, we even go as far as in our packaging uh, because we have the ability to. We include a free T-shirt. Whoever's doing the install or or if they want to give it to the truck owner or what, there's a shirt. We want you to wear your Gator, look, your, uh, gator fastener shirt when you go out and about uh, because we can. It's not because we have to, but it's because we can make those subtle differences. I think when you get one of our products in, you'll see the difference of the quality, the way we package it. Um, because I want to make sure that when the end consumer gets our box, they can see that we cared about it just as much, if not more than they care about their own product. There's nothing worse than spending a bunch of money on a part that is so important to your engine, like a head stud. And when you get it and you open it up and it just doesn't feel like they really cared about the product you bought from them the manufacturer so you need to know that your manufacturer cares about it just as much if not more so our packaging i think just really helps us stand out apart from the competition that's a really that's a really big thing because i think of things that i order even if it's not related to automotive and i get it and i know it's traveled hundreds or you know even thousands of miles to me and i'm i could just it, it, it's almost like the first impression um or maybe the second one you know after i ordered and got my order confirmation but then i get it in my hands and when I look at it, you know, or I can move around the box and it just sounds like stuff's been rattling around for miles and miles. And it's just, I think it's those little things that, uh, you know, they, they stick with you. And, and I know the shop owners out there that are using, you know, the head studs and, and things constantly, they definitely appreciate that. So I like that, that angle and that emphasis that you guys have put on these smaller things, part numbers, packaging. Um, to just have a positive experience when people order and, and get them. Yeah, absolutely. That was, I think, what gave us a lot of advantage of doing that slower launch as well. We were able to iron out a lot of those details and being in the industry long enough, seeing the packages that come to us. You look at companies that really have their stuff dialed together. When you get those packages, they're like, man, that thing looks good. And then you get a package from like a competitive brand. You're like, hmm, all right. Well, I mean, it's here. Um, so we took all those aspects and said, how can we make sure we're offering the best product for the consumer, for the retail shop, for the warehouse distributor and everybody along the way, whether it's a part picker and everything else. And if there's a place that we could come up with a way to make it easier for somebody, we did it. 
Um, because back to the whole principle, why not? It's not an expense thing when you really look at it. The fastener, yeah, they're not cheap, but they're such an important part. But all these little details that just make life easy for everybody along the way, because that's what why I felt that when we came to the market and we're offering a new thing to really start momentum to make sure the consumers and everybody along the way gets a better product. That's what we're here for. What are some common questions people ask you guys um either you know the end user or or the shops like a you know just a handful of them that um you know somebody listens to the podcast or you know hears it a couple months from now i'm sure there's some common kind of common questions that that people might have that you guys get on a daily basis i didn't think to ask so i was really curious you know what do you guys hear a lot when uh, people are emailing or, or calling in um a lot of people ask are headsets necessary uh, like as far as, uh, well, and it, some of that will come down to the engine. I mean, if you've got a 6.0 or a 6.4, I mean, yeah, they're definitely necessary. Um, and what I tell other guys, even if you've got an old 12 valve that's never been broken open or whatever, it's always an improvement over the factory. By design, a stud and the way that it applies pressure with the nut tightening on top of it will always be much stronger than a head bolt. Um, so it'll never hurt anything. And anytime somebody is going into an engine because they're replacing a gasket, uh, replacing bearings, things like that, uh, it's almost crazy not to invest a little bit more to put in a stud for, for head studs. And even when it comes to mains and things, if you're at that point, just do it, do it right and don't go back. Um, and that's really what we try to strive to people. It's like, look, if you're already there, you don't want to do it again. So just do it right, seal it up and be done with it now and invest a little bit more money because the labor part is the worst part of getting to it. The yeah. expense of the product itself isn't really the worst part of it. It's getting to the point of actually changing the component out. Yeah, yeah that's that's really good advice. And I think at the point you know that you mentioned of the labor to get to it um, or when it's being done because there was a failure on a factory component, it's like, why not do it? You know, it's just... Mm -hmm it's uh you know cheap insurance in the long run compared to having to redo a head gasket job or something like that and failures never happen when you want them to let's face it anytime yeah. that you're going to pop a head gasket it's not like hey i was going to leave for vacation for the next three weeks so i'll go drop it off this works out great it's never that it's you're out of state you're pulling a trailer <laughs> or you're on a family vacation and now you got to find some shop in a state that you have no idea where you're at and have somebody fix your truck and now you're like stuck well do we fly home or what are we like it's never convenient so it's definitely a great insurance policy to go ahead and, and upgrade at any point you're able to do so i can see a, a major advantage here because that's a lot of times like you mentioned when things happen it's never convenient rarely is it planned unless you're doing a build or something like that and the availability so the network whether it's through you know distribution they have them on the shelf or you guys have them can get them out quickly to people that's so huge because it's you can't lip the truck along if you know you have a, a head gasket <laughs> failure for the trailer you just can't yeah. do it so being able to get them quick is important yeah absolutely and that's where we've tried to back up and i think our fact that we focus on that diesel industry has made sure that we're keeping the right SKUs in stock. Um, and that's really, to uh, be honest, helped us grow a lot. So what we've been able to do is a lot of shops, they bought our product the first time because they didn't have another choice. It was either wait 16 weeks or 
try out gator fasteners. Yeah. They decided to take a shot with gator fasteners. And what they found out, they're like, wow, this is better. And I can't tell you how many shops that tried it for their first time, got it in. And we call, we talk to them and like, I'm not going anywhere else. This is where, this is what we're buying for now on. It just makes sense. One of the things that I love to ask on these podcasts when I'm chatting with, um, you know, different guests and, and you were telling us about building this company and having an idea and a vision for it and taking your time with it. And I was thinking of how that could apply to so many people who are listening, whether they are a shop owner and they want to grow or somebody has an idea for a part, or maybe they're in a completely different business. Um, or maybe they just have personal goals that they want to achieve. And you said something that really struck me and that's that you guys took your time with it, that you Mm -hmm. slowly grew it. And I know that the instinct can be, I've got this great idea, um, or I want to grow my business really fast. I need to do it as quickly as possible. What, what did growing it slower allow you to do to be more successful than maybe if, or maybe as you've seen in the industry, when things are rushed? Yeah. I would say it was all about building the foundation for it. So whether it was making sure we had our supply chain figured out, uh, especially it's been a crazy last couple of years, let's face it. So it's not that we're able to just get supply easily. It's just, we've been able to really time ourselves out and making sure that we have orders figured out for the next five months of what inventory is coming in, watching the growth of things. It helped us, I think, build relationships, but also ensure that we were 100% confident in the product that we're putting out there into people. So that slow growth initially was all about our confidence in the product. We felt really good about it. The numbers made sense but it allowed us to get that real world feedback from those shops that were like, this is, this is the product we're happy with it. Um, it, It's it's just like building your engine. You've got to have the foundation if you're going to really send the power to it. Uh, If you just slap it together and you hit it balls to the walls, you're going to start slinging some parts. Um, So it was all about, I think for us is building that foundation and and clamping together with some gator fasteners. Um, And then (laughs) that way it was able to to hold the power as we grow down the road. And it's um, so far, we've seen just so much great feedback and a lot of growth. Um, I've really been really happy with the the avenue we took instead of rushing to the market with something without having all of our ducks in a row. Well, I think of, how you guys worked with shops and, and kind of took your time with it where, you know, if, if you just would have come out and said, Hey, I've got this product, I've got heavy duty, I've got competition. Um, you know, this is the price point. This is where, you know, we, we hope to have it. And, you know, 500 people say, I want to set. And you're like, well, I only have 10. And then they got to wait for yeah. it. It's like <laughs> just putting that all together. I really admire. And, and I really think there's a lot of um, takeaways people can use for that when they're trying to, build something, do something is make sure the foundation's lined out and just kind of be patient, which like I said, I know is, is really hard, but I mean, that's like we talked about in the beginning of the podcast, when you need head studs, you need them and it's, it's tough to wait. So it's really cool how, how you guys put this all together. Yeah, absolutely. No, we're glad to be in an industry that we love and we're, we're happy to be part of and uh, we're in this for the long run and, um, like I said, this is where we're at. The diesel industry is us. Now for people who are in the market or they're thinking about a build or you know, a shop owner out there is like, man, I'm, I'm struggling to get, you know, the 
the, the parts I used to use. I, I'm really interested to either learn more, talk about how I get them. Maybe they have some questions I didn't think to ask you, um, you know, on this episode. How can people find you guys and then contact you to ask questions? Yeah, absolutely. Um, a big thing I recommend just following us as well on social media, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, Gator Fasteners. Uh, we're there. So they kind of see some of the new parts coming out. Uh, trucks that we're sponsoring and just seeing cool stuff. We're not crazy hitting people with spam messages like you get from some of these companies and things like that. So follow us on social media. Uh, then as far as email, there's uh, sales at gatorfasteners.com. They can shoot us over an email. Uh, we also have a phone number 321-284-8660. Uh, if they need to call in, they have questions about their install, things like that. Uh, as far as shops looking for the product, um, they can reach out. We can either get them in touch with a local distributor uh, or if that's, uh, they don't have a distributor currently that carries our products, we can work with them to get them set up direct as well. Um, we're happy to, to help everybody out, whether it is the, the individual with his truck has some questions, if it's the shop owner uh, or a, a large shop with 15 bays or wh whoever it is, we're here, we're in the industry and uh, we're we're excited to be part of it with everybody no matter what level they are we have a lot of listeners that are in canada and you had mentioned that there's that you guys ha you know have a distribution option there for them as well and i think that's really cool because sometimes they'll do a podcast and a shop in you know bc or alberta or ontario or any number of places will say hey well i can't get these in canada i can't find a place that sells them so i think it's cool you're taking care of those guys as well to make sure they have options to be able to get the product yeah, definitely. So we have a warehouse distributor in Canada that has it at a couple of different locations there. So we're able to help those guys out that north of the border. Uh, worldwide, I know we even have retailers that ship all over the world. So whether it's New Zealand or uh, you'd be surprised at the number of seven threes uh, in Australia and stuff. I was just going to say Australia. Uh, and throughout <laughs> the world. Uh, yeah. Obviously, five, nine, 12 valves are everywhere. So like, we've got those guys that sell retail throughout the world, but on the wholesale distribution side, yeah, Canada, we've got a, a good support up there right now. So if they reach out, we can get them in touch with the right people so the shops can get their parts as well. It was really cool to chat with you today, Kenny, and, and learn more about Gator Fasteners and, and how you guys started, grew it, serviced the industry. Um, I, I love hearing about things like the packaging and, and just the, the support structure that's there um, because it's such a crucial part. As I mentioned in the beginning, it's, it's, it's something that bridges so many gaps between maintenance, a repair performance competition. We all need head studs. And I love seeing this option that's, that's out there on the market and um, yeah, the, how this is your guys' focus, you know, it's diesel. And so you guys know what we want, what we need, what we're looking for you know, the questions we're going to ask, you know, you guys are in it. So I appreciate your time today chatting with us and, uh, you know, tell us more, you know, about Gator Fasteners and, and what you guys are doing to be able to support the industry. Absolutely. Thank you very much for having us on. We're excited to be part of it. And uh, if anybody has any questions, feel free to reach out. We'll be glad to help out anybody we can. Don't forget, diesel fans, make sure and head on over to kershaw.kiausa.com. Use code diesel20 for 20% off site-wide. It's a great way to save some money on some really cool gear. If you're in the market for a knife or EDC or hunting, fishing, the outdoors, at the job site, got a ton of different options for you. If you're a knife enthusiast looking for particular 
either blade material, um, type of steel opening mechanism, or if you just need something to, you know, really work hard to get the job done, they've got something for you. Also want to give a shout out to some of our Patreon supporters, Tyler Lowen at 23 Diesel, Caleb, all of our Patreon supporters, all of you who subscribe on YouTube podcast apps. We appreciate your support over the years and your suggestions with you know, ideas for shows and guests and topics, or if you jumped onto our discord and, you know, shared your build or asked questions on there. I love hearing from you guys, hearing what you guys want to hear about, and then being able to deliver it until next time. Keep the shiny side up.